Welcome. I'm Kevin Miller, and this podcast is called Self Helpful because not all self help is helpful. I'm your curator, critic, and translator of the best and brightest minds in the self help world today. Seven ways to get the most out of your Enneagram. There are many personality profiles that you can use, and knowing your type does not by proxy help you. You need to know how to utilize it. This is part four of my series on Ian Morgan Cron and his insight and guidance into the Enneagram personality assessment. In this episode, I'm going to cover seven aspects of our discussion that have really stuck out to me and seem to be resonating with other listeners as well. I want to quote something I read this morning by Don Dapani in his book, The Power of Unwavering Focus, which I'm studying in preparation for having him on the show. It actually happens tomorrow as of this recording. And he cited a mentor of his, Michael Lutzenkirchen, who said, while I appear as a teacher to you, I'm a student of the subject. And I hope it always stays that way. I greatly appreciate the sentiment and in truth feel really the best teachers are those who are and understand they still are students, always students. It's from this that the greatest teaching comes from, I believe. I appreciate most of the guests on my show see themselves as consummate students. That's why they're on the show. I, of course, recommend Ian Cron's books. His recent book is The Story of You, and that was the impetus for this series. And his book, uh, his initial one, I think, was called The Road Back to You. And seven years after the publication of that book, it still is in the top 1,000 rankings in Amazon. I think right now I looked, it was like 1,009, so right, right there. That's rock star status for a nonfiction book uh, at, this, at this late date, seven years afterwards. You can read the books and get a great understanding of what Enneagram number, what type you are, or go take the assessment. Ian has it at typologyinstitute.com. And if you click on IEQ9 at the top of the page, uh, you'll be able to see a couple options for a few options for the assessment. And you can use the discount code self-help and receive 20% off a monthly or annual subscription, which provides access to three courses he has on how to harness the Enneagram. Friends, thank you for tuning in. The Self-Helpful Podcast was founded through the Zig Ziglar Corporation. And, hey, I don't leave the mountains much, but June 15 through 16 of 2023, I'll be in Dallas for the Ziegler Coach Summit, Dallas, Texas. And if you're looking to influence people for the better, professionally or personally, I invite you to join us. The first 10 people who register and say you heard about the event from me, I'm taking to dinner one of the nights. Go to Ziegler, Z-I-G-L-A-R.com slash Coach Summit. This self-helpful podcast exists to help you find and understand the guidance and counsel that will help you elevate your personal experience of life and the way you show up for others. Following these sponsors who help make the show possible and provide great resources for your life, I bring you seven ways to get the most out of your Enneagram as experienced by yours truly, your self-help curator and translator. As I said before, always a student.
I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Well, seven ways to get the most out of your Enneagram. Again, these are the points, key points that stuck out to me in my two conversations with Ian Morgan Cron, my part three with a co-host who is Jared Angaza, my brother, and uh, and just pondering it, which I do. I study and ponder these books, these guests, and their messages. So number one, we all live in a made-up story. That may be the hardest part of all of this to look and to realize that who we are, how we are is so much because of the story we made up as children, that that's how our minds work. I mean, look at the things we watch on TV. Don't We don't watch just dissimilar clips of things. We want it put into a story form. Uh, that's what they do to sell their movies and shows to us. They create a story. We want to be a part of a story and we have to. That's how we understand life. So we made up a story early on uh, in, in a way to make sense of life, of what was going on, good and bad. But they were made up stories. There were objective realities that happened. And based on our genetics and our initial programming and our personality style, innate and program. We made up stories. And so we can look back at things that shaped us, that we formed ourselves around and go back and look and go, gosh, that happened. And this is an understanding and being aware. This is how I made up a story around this. this is how I perceived it and understood it. And it's not to diminish that at all, but it is to say how we perceived it is not fact. And that shaped our lives for better and worse. So we were in a made up story around things that did happen, real things that happened, but we made up stories around those. We can now look at those and make up different stories. And, and of course, as we look forward, realize that we are currently making stories. What kind of stories do we want to make that will be the most beneficial and truthful for our lives? Number two, we can live in the wrong story or at least some wrong chapters. Uh, that's hard to take that we're living in a wrong story. And if you don't feel that way at all, I understood. I don't believe, I don't feel like I'm living totally in a wrong story. Some people may be, there's some traumas that are really going to get people off center, but all of us, we can't live in perfect lives, perfect chapters. And it just, it may be as simple or as uh, benign somewhat as just a, a view that we had of an objective reality that we embraced and we just misunderstood things, especially as kids. 
It's a misunderstanding of what happened, but we took that and embraced that and it stuck in us. And then we acted and behaved and believed X way out of that. And, you know, for myself, there was an early on aspect of realizing that, man, if I perform and act mature and achieve things, I get accolades from my parents. Well, what parent wouldn't do that? It'd be wrong in a sense not to, but I got accolades for that. And from their friends, I was an only child the first seven years of my life and really lived that way uh, for the most part after that as well with such younger siblings. It was, I was kind of dissociated from them and I was with the adults and I learned how to act in a way that got their best approval. And man, I just embraced that nobody's fault, but I embraced that and then took that performance aspect on throughout my life in ways that were not authentic to me. And that's something that I am working through currently. So what are the things, you know, if you look at burnout and if you look at ways that you are exhausted in life and especially in relationship, I think to others or in, or relationship to decisions or relationship to uh, new things to change or whatever, wherever you have adverse reactions to look at those. And one, you can, if you know your Enneagram, you may realize that that is something that's not going to be naturally comfortable to you, but you also may look at it and go, gosh, why did I adopt that? Where did that feeling come from? So we can live in wrong stories and we at the least are living in some wrong chapters that we can go back and course correct to a great degree. Number three, we can't erase the past, but we can add new story and distance ourselves from that. I think that really rubs people wrong some way. And I think it, we do a disservice when we think that we can just discount our past. I was talking with friends this morning. And for those of you as old as I am, and and maybe even a little younger, you remember discs, right? Discs that we used to have, and you would burn in an audio or a video, a movie, music, whatever. And to think about your earlier years being like that disc. And if you burn some stuff in, you could see the disc, you could see that there were some little circles burned into the middle of it, and then it may be open. And to realize you can't, you can't erase those. Those are there. Those things happened. Uh, we're not going to forget them. And if we don't grow beyond that, if we don't put new music, let's use that as an example, new music in there, that's all we've got. That's all we're living from. The reality that we experienced back then, we're right there today. And it's only in this type of effort, self-help and learning and growing and understanding and reprogramming and giving ourselves new thoughts and ideas to grow from that we can burn more things in there to where we may in our worst case, and I think we mentioned this in one of the show, fall back and revert sometimes to that old music in essence. But if there's enough new stuff on there, man, it's like having a playlist. You hardly go back to that old stuff because you're reveling in the new and, and in this sense, better music. So I uh, can't erase it, but you can add new story and distance yourself, but that takes work. That's why we're here. Number four, your type, your Enneagram type belies a motive. It's a really key piece to look at there that behind every number, if you're an Enneagram two or eight or whatever, is understanding the motive. And that's what Ian does a good job of. For those of you watching the video in the book right behind me, the story of you, he does a good job of saying, hey, if you're this Enneagram type or number, uh, this is kind of the story you did. And it, it talks about some of the motive uh, behind that. Again, you know, to, to look at myself, the performer, what was my motive? I got what I want. 
the more I, I performed to people's benefit and catered to them, I got what I want. And well, I'll get to that. And then I was about to, about to hit the next one, but to know your motive and know your reason, Hey, this is my natural type, my natural bent. And to know the motive behind it, that is key, which, yeah, for those of you watching the, 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 uh, the, the video, the book behind me here, what drives you haven't even talked about it yet. That's my book comes out just over a month from now. And that's a lot about the premise of the book is knowing your motive, knowing your reason and making sure you agree with it. You're aware of it and you agree with it, which brings me into number five. The best of you is the worst of you. So if you look at that, again, I don't mean to talk about myself here, but I know me better than anyone else. And the performer aspect is also the best of me. It's what has me here sitting on a camera or a microphone and a camera talking with other people. I don't love the stage, but I do put things together. Mess. I like to get a message across and to do that. Well, you've got to perform that. Well, there is performance. I was a professional athlete. That's a performance. That's getting up on the starting line. We tried to add the numbers up. I think I've started well over a thousand races, competitive races in my life. I know how to show up for the line and perform and I've got great endurance. That was, I was an endurance athlete. Those things are great. Those are part of the best of me that I can relate to people. And I do that through understanding how to relate to people. But then that's also the worst of me, which those closest to me could tell you is that I have a hard time being authentic in some ways, primarily my feelings. I don't, I just know how to perform to get your approval. I don't, I don't do that. If I do any, I don't want to do anything that might not get your approval or offend you or hurt you or be negative. Uh, and same thing with endurance. I don't really think to fix things. I, you just endure them. So it's the worst of me as well. So in that you don't want to look at your Enneagram type, your nature, your bent, your propensity, your predisposition and discount it, not like it to loathe it at all. It's, it's probably going to be the best of you and the worst of you, but it's understanding. That's the point of this series is understanding your type, your style, understanding it and honoring, I'd say the best of it and learning how to manage and have compassion and manage the worst of it. Number six, uh, you can be authentic. A lot of this is about finding the authentic you. You can be authentically you, but be fluid. Talked about this in part three with my brother, Jared on Gaza. And you can use the analogy of having different tools in the toolbox, but I even thought of golf clubs in regards to my Enneagram type, which is, I'm really close on three and seven, but, uh, and I'm going to actually be on Ian Morgan Cron's podcast typology and talk more. He's going to lead me through, I think a little bit more on understanding myself, but uh, let's say I'm a, I'm just a, I'm a three, if that's my primary one that I want to have some, I don't want to have just one golf club. I was thinking about golf for some reason. I don't even play golf, but in there you have however many clubs, nine, is it? Sorry for the, you golfers. And I, and I should have looked at that, but you've got a handful of clubs, six, nine, something like that. And you use them for different things. I want to have that in my life, even as a certain type that I, I have some breadth to me and I have some awareness to know when to use that breadth in golf. You're going to have, you know, a, a driver and use that for those long drives. You're going to have a wedge to get out of the sand trap or whatever. You're going to have a putter for the finishing. And some of those I may be more adept at than others, but I want to be able to be aware of situation and, and pick and choose and be a little fluid in the Enneagram types within your own type. And then if you take the Enneagram, it's going to 
show you that you have some other specific numbers that may be close to you that you may revert to at certain times. So being authentic and being fluid, it's not just a, I am what I am type concept that confines you or that you can use as a cop-out, I think. And then uh, the last one, number seven, I think Ian said this, the key predictor of success that he sees in people as a therapist, self-awareness. It's pretty elementary to say here on the self-help show, but it's something that I, to me, I get to feeling it's the, it's the Holy grail to the, to the point that I can become every day, a little bit more, a scant bit more self-aware is the point that I can have more success, more peace, more joy, more fulfillment, more truth in my life. We are here on this show, self-help, and I'm sure everybody who listens to this show probably listens to some other similar type shows and you're gaining self-knowledge and you're reading books and going to conferences and going to to various other resources and you're gaining self-knowledge. We need to take that, take action on it, work it out in our lives to gain self-awareness. And I know people who have a dramatic amount of knowledge and and I'd say even, you know, wisdom, I'd put it in there, but they don't have much self-awareness and they hurt themselves and they hurt others. And I do it too. So key predictor of success, self-awareness. And that's a big part, a primary part of the Enneagram being aware of yourself and continually becoming aware of yourself. And I think through that too, understanding greatly, understanding others and being aware of others. All right, friends, I'm going to give you, again, some resources for the Enneagram. I don't make a dime from these sales. I say I should, actually, but uh, I, I, don't, I never set that up. I simply offer them as resources so you can go beyond what I just talked about, just hearing this, gaining knowledge, and you can move into actual learning and applying the benefit to your lives. So Ian Morgan Cron, his recent book, it's right behind me for those watching the video, is the story of you. It was the impetus for this series. His initial book is called The Road Back to You that I said is still in the top thousand rankings on Amazon, even after seven years. Uh, and you can read the books and get a great understanding of what Enneagram number you are. You're going to read through them and, and see where you relate. Probably still leave you with some questions, but it's going to be a dramatic uh, increase from zero, right? Now you can also go take the assessment and you can take the assessment. I think in, it might've been episode three that, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, part three on this series that I talked about some other folks and their Enneagram uh, assessments you can go take. So you can go find it and uh, compare prices. And I think not every Enneagram test is, is the same. So with that said, though, Ian, Ian Kranz, you can go to typologyinstitute.com and click on IEQ9. It's a little navigation tab up on the top right. Go there, choose from, I think, three or so different types of, uh, of the Enneagram. And you can take the assessment. Uh, Now, he also has courses where you can learn more about the Enneagram and how to harness that. And if you choose one of those courses, if you'll use the code SELFHELP, you can get 20% off. Friends, thank you for tuning into this self-helpful podcast where I strive to help you and me elevate our personal experience and the way we show up for others. Stay driven, my friends. 